Radio 77 WABC. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Go, 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 Charlie. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because it's not your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill a buzz. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. If you're in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill a buzz. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. If you're in the getting rough. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on dub. Uh-huh. When I roll 20 deep, it's always drama in the club. Yeah. Now that I roll with Dre, everybody show me love. When you sell like them and them, you get plenty of groupy love. Look, homie, ain't nothing changed. Roll down, G's up. I see exhibit in oh, the cutting band. Oh, yeah. Watch how I move. Queens boys, let me tell you something. Queens boys are soft, are super soft. Here you have Curtis Jackson, aka 50 Cent, who culturally appropriated my name to his own. Says, yo, he's a man's man. He was outside of Rochdale Village, the co op, Southeast Queens. Got shot nine times. Uh, many believe by Ja Rule, the other Queens boy. And this is being sung for the other Mama Luke. Oh, yeah, whose birthday is today. How old is he today? Uh, Andrew Evelyn's Cuomo, what is he, 66? Whatever. I got to tell you. I got to tell you, man, this, this guy caused me all kinds of problems this morning, as was described by James Flipper. You got to go to the Instagram page and you'll see. As I was talking to Sid this morning, talking about that poll that I and I alone released yesterday, 168 pages of detailed analytics and analysis, how if all of a sudden there were a Democratic mayoral primary tomorrow, that Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, would crush Eric Adams by two to one. And the analytics said he'd win the black vote, Hispanic vote, Asian vote, white vote, transgender vote. Every conceivable group against his very dear friend, Eric Adams. And as you know, the Cuomo's, they don't have friends. They just have persons that they use and abuse and pimp slap around. And as I was talking about his birthday with Sid, my tooth popped out. And it turns out that my uh, WABC pullover was on backwards, as Anthony, my oldest son, pointed out. And then as I did that first uh, segment with James Flippin, Justin Ellick gave me headphones that were dangling from my head that made me look like a real hillbilly. Well, I'm going to have to deal with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Remember uh, Commissioner Gordon from Batman? It's actually uh, my dentist, Dr. Gordon. Who, by the way, thank God, thank God I'm on the right side of the issue, Justin Alec, when it comes to Israel, because he was at a Support to Israel Day rally. Could you imagine if I was flying the, uh, the, the flag of the uh, Palestinians 
supporting Hamas, man, he would have taken out all my teeth. But anyway, I'll deal with that. I want to deal with Andrew Evilized Cuomo, who all of a sudden... By the way, there's some breaking news here. Breaking news here. Breaking news. WABC. So Andrew Evilized Cuomo was away in Sicily. He was following in the footsteps of Michael Corleone to Corleone. Because he is making his political comeback. And he wanted to learn exactly how to plot his comeback the Sicilian way, Siciliano way. You see, his grandfather connected with organized crime, Rafa. He was originally from Sicilia, making his mother, who's still alive, Matilda, Siciliano. That was not Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo. So he went back to Corleone. He traced his footsteps. And upon coming back to New York, you know where he went out of all places? Can you believe this, Justin? Junior's, the cheesecake establishment and restaurant down on Flatbush Avenue across from LIU, not far from Fulton Street. And he's sitting in a booth for everyone to see him. Well, that old disgraziato Frank Sedio. Now, you may say, who's Frank Sedio? Frank Sedio grew up on my block in Canarsie with his brother, they always claimed they had my back whenever the Gavones would pull out the baseball bats. Frank and his brother couldn't run fast enough away from the combat scene, and I had to deal with them and take my lumps. I had to take my beatdowns. But Frank Sedio uh, had become a judge, and they had to defrock him because he wasn't qualified under that crook Vito Lopez, who dropped dead of greed, and then Frank Sedio took his uh, place as the chairman of the most corrupt Democratic county in New York City, and that's saying a lot, Kings County. Headquarters, uh, 92nd Street, Conklin, right in Canarsie. He's now supposedly retired, but he is a sycophant and lackey of Andrew Evilized Como's comeback. And the news is, this is the news, Justin, make sure you write it down, that Andrew Evilized Como's flunky house guard former chief of staff when thousands of elderly died in the nursing homes because of his decisions and the cover-up by Melissa Melissa DeRusso, who now wants to run for state senate in Brooklyn. And so he's trying to negotiate a deal with Melissa because, remember, Melissa knows where all of uh, Andrew Cuomo's bones are buried and who buried them. He wants to keep her very close as he makes his own political comeback. But let me tell you something, Andrew Evilized Cuomo. I know you're listening out at that compound of Fredo, your brothers, Chris, uh, out in Southampton, where you guys have hit the mattresses, you're stirring the marinara sauce with your wartime consigliere who just did six years for political corruption, Joe Pococo, who already is figuring out which baseball bats is he going to use. Right? Is he going to use the aluminum or is he going to use the ash, the wood? Doesn't matter. It's what he does. He's the enforcer for the Cuomos as Andrew makes his comeback. You think he's going to get away? See, Andrew listens on our FM affiliate, which goes out to the East End WLIR. FM standing for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and, of course, the Mama Luke Frank Marano. So he's, I know you're listening right now, Andrew. I know you're dancing the Tarantella because the poll that I introduced everyone to yesterday says that you would crush Eric Adams if a Democratic mayoral primary were held tomorrow for mayor. And it's true by a two-to-one margin. 
But you will never overcome some of the things you said. I will make sure over my dead body you never become governor again, attorney general again, mayor of New York City, dog catcher, Westchester County executive where you lived at one time in Mount Kisco. Doesn't matter. Wherever you launch your comeback, you're going to have to be dealing with this statement. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Never that great. Now, can I hear that one more time, please? Wrong way, Lou Rufino. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. You're going to explain that, huh? How come nobody calls him out and says, what the hell did you mean by that? And in this time in which uh, our FBI director, Ray, said we are in perilous times, he's never seen all the red lights blinking about a terrorist act against us here in the homeland. Andrew Cuomo was the one who years ago told ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, formed in 2003 after the attack of 9-11 to protect us from people overstaying their visas, people coming into the country illegally, terrorist cells, narco-terrorists, gangbangers, sex traffickers. He basically neutered them and indicated that no law enforcement agency, no court, no prosecutor was to have any relationship with the federal law enforcement agency, ICE. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. How come nobody asked him about that question during his comeback, huh? Because he has a list of questions he tells you you want to interview him. You can't ask him. And then, of course, he thinks he's so cool. He's so hip. He's so happening. In the midst of his rise almost to the Democratic nomination when each and every day he had us paralyzed in fear with his 12 o'clock update. You know, he'd have his uh, laptop computer out there and all of a sudden he was spreading fear, fright, hysteria and hype to the homosexuals out there while wearing his uh, pullover and flexing his nipple ring and getting them all excited, all those Old Altacacas, they were wearing their Depends, uh, the homosexuals. And he always wanted to be known as the ultimate cool dude. Now, you know, I've seen you referred to a little bit recently as the love gov, and I'm wondering if that's bleeding into your demeanor at all, making you a little soft on the president, um, that you don't want to really criticize him because you need him, and now's not a time for fighting. But don't you have to balance that with calling him out uh, if he's doing things that you don't think are great for the people of your state to be hearing and experiencing? Love gov. I'm, I've always I've always been a soft guy. I am the love gov. I'm a cool dude in loose mood. You know that. I just say let it go. Just go with the flow, baby. You know. You heard his own brother Chris Fredo say, "You know, you're soft because they're soft service in Queens." Oh yeah, they're, they're hardcore. They're not like guys from Brooklyn and the Bronx. Are you kidding? They're soft suckers. They're soft. Andrew realized Cuomo, his brother Fredo. Chris Cuomo, and 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, and, of course, Ja Rule, and the rest of them. You born and raised in Queens, you are soft. You cannot stand up to folks who are born and raised in Brooklyn or the Bronx. Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, you will never get elected again over my dead body. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. Outstanding, outstanding. Maybe the greatest TV show of all time. But Norman Lear passing away today at the age of 101. It's amazing that uh, Justin Ellick had never seen one episode of All in the Family. And when we were going to get the cuts, he said, can we play this? Can we play this? Will they knock us off the air, the FCC? I say, hey, Justin, it's not us saying it. It's Archie. Chill out. I never saw it. I never saw it. What a huckleberry you are. But anyway, let me tell you a little bit about Norman Lear. What an interesting life. Born in New Haven, Connecticut, and right away he was on the road because his father, catched the name Justin, Hyman Herman Lear, was a traveling salesman. His mother was from the Ukraine, Jewish. His father was from Russia, Jewish. They end up in Chelsea, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. And his father gets sent to prison for selling fake bonds. So years later, after he created the Archie Bunker character in All in the Family, he said, I fashioned Archie Bunker, although in this case, he was a wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. I fashioned him after my father, who was a real rascal. And the character was inspired by my dad. Well, the character of Edith Bunker was in part inspired by his mother. And with all the discussion we've had of anti-Semitism, at the age of nine, while um, he was toying and tinkering around with a crystal radio set, this is Norman Lee, he's nine years old, this is in the 30s, and all of a sudden he tunes up Father Charles Coughlin, out of the Little Flower Parish in Detroit, who had a national broadcast. It's a Roman Catholic priest. They didn't shut him down. He was uh, a virulent anti-Semite. Virulent anti-Semite. So after hearing more of Coughlin's radio sermons, Lear said he found Coughlin would promote anti-Semitism by targeting people who Jews consider to be great heroes. Such as President Franklin Roosevelt. Wow. 
That was back in the 30s. Look, we're talking about anti-Semitism now in 2023. Maybe you ought to watch the series and learn something, Justin, instead of following um, Crash Eagles, Crash, the Philadelphia Eagles, who threw out, who threw out, remember? The former part owner of the Philadelphia Inquirer by having an Israeli flag up in his box with an American flag. They threw him out. And here it is, you support an anti-Semitic team. That figures. Why don't you take a menorah and impale yourself? What kind of Jew are you? But anyway, he went to Tilden High School in Brooklyn. You know when to Tilden High School of Kings uh, Highway? My mother, Francesca, Al Slim, Shady Sharpton, Willie Randolph, a whole bunch of great alumni. Now, he didn't go all four years because, remember, they were constantly moving. Uh, Norman Lee will tell you that every three months they couldn't pay the rent. They had to pack up on a Friday night and be on the road by Saturday when all of a sudden the landlord came around to collect the rent. And then in 1942, he enlisted and became a radio operated gunner on a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress bomber, served in 52 combat missions over Germany, earned multiple medals. This guy was super brave. He had a set so many times while... Bombing, making bombing runs over Germany. The ACAC, the FLAC, the Luftwaffe fighters just strafing the bomber to the point where he was amazed that he had survived. So now afterwards, he decides he's going to get a job in public relations. It was inspired by his Uncle Jack. So his dad, who, as you know, was a a character going in and out of jail uh, for extorting money had a brother who flipped him a quarter every time he saw Norman Lear. He was a press agent out in L.A. So he wanted to be a press agent, and that's the only role model he had at that point. So all he wanted was to grow up to be the guy who could flip a quarter to his nephew. And so he decided to move to L.A. lock, stock, and barrel. He went door-to-door selling home furnishings like a lot of Jewish guys did. And so family photos door to door. And then his big break came. He became the comedy writer for Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, the number one duo in America at that time. He created this concept that eventually became Archie Bunker and All in the Family. But first it was rejected by ABC. Then it was rejected by NBC. And finally, it was accepted by CBS. I'm going to play you some of the cuts. When Justin Ellick heard it for the very first time, he said, can we play this? Here's Archie Bunker telling his family what makes America great. This, I can't believe my ears. A white guy standing there bloating over taking a job from a colored guy. That ain't the American way, buddy. No, sorry. Listen here, Professor. You're the one that needs an American history lesson. You don't know nothing about Lady Liberty. Standing there in the hop with her torch on high, screaming out to all the nations in the world, send me your poor, your deadbeats, your filthy. <laughs> and all the nations sent them in here. They come swarming in like ants. Your Spanish PRs, your California, your Japs, your Chinamen, your Krauts and your Heaves, and your Indians. Free to live in their own separate sections. 
where they feel safe and then bust your head if you go in there. <laughs> that's what makes America great, buddy. Justin was saying to me, can we play that? Yes, we're not saying it. Archie Bunker said it. And remember, this is made the dialogue by the, the biggest liberal, Norman Lear. Norman Lear. And then there was an argument over the Second Amendment. Check it out as Justin Ellick was saying, hey, I, I don't want to put my job at risk here. Are you sure, Curtis? I said, chill out, you young Huckleberry. Talking about. You just look it up. All I know is my God-given right as an American to have a gun in the house. It is not, Archie. The Supreme Court ruled on that as far back as 1939. What the Supreme Court says ain't got nothing to do with the law. <laughs> they okayed busting two till President Nixon give me all one, two. All right, here it is. Amendment two. I'll read it to you. I'll read nothing. I can read myself. What does it say? Here, here, here. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Read that. Wait a second. You didn't read all of it. I read it you all. You did not. Look, look. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A militia, Arch, that's what it says right there. Listen, buddy. I don't pay no attention to no constitution and them pinko books of yours. <laughs> did you know that 65% of the people murdered in the last 10 years were killed by handguns? Would it make you feel any better, little little girl if they was pushed out of windows. Well, you see, Justin Alec, you had Reiner, the meathead, that was his uh, son-in-law, married to his daughter. But she uh, doesn't she do the Feed the Poor commercials now where she covers herself with honey so the flies will come around her, you know, and it'll make it even more appealing uh, for a third world country. Anyway, you have no idea, do you, Justin? No idea. And today, wrong way, Lou Rafino, when you take the R train to Woodhaven Boulevard and then you catch the bus down Woodhaven Boulevard through Cross Bay Boulevard all the way to the Irish Riviera, I want you to get off at St. John's Cemetery and make a right just before you get to Metropolitan Avenue. As you go towards Cooper Avenue, that's the house they used in the opening credits for All in the Family. Archie, and, and do a genuflection there, because I noticed you're laughing. You're laughing there. Wrong way, Lou Rafina. Wait. Then the uh, son of the new black neighbor comes over, Lionel, and gets into a discussion with Archie about that issue of gun control. Oh, now, here's a guy who's sure to agree with me. Lionel, what do your people think about guns? Well, that depends on who's holding them. <laughs> Daddy, how can you be against gun control with all the assassinations? Look at it, the Kennedys and Martin Luther King. And what about the shooting of Governor Wallace? I'm saying, maybe Governor Wallace wouldn't have got shot if he had a rod in his miss. <laughs> what? Because the governor was there, he could have shot first. Archie, what would he be doing walking around in a crowd with a gun? What was the other bum doing in a crowd with a gun? <laughs> Archie, you're talking about a human being who may be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Yes, and if that human being had had a rod, then the other human being would be in a wheelchair. Remember how Arthur Bremer came down from Milwaukee and shot George Wallace in that strip mall in Maryland multiple times? We remember that was at Arthur. Justin, you have homework. You must watch the Archie Bunker series of All in the Family. And then this one, Justin Ellick didn't want to play. He said it's anti-Semitic. It's against Jews. Whoever it is bought Bowman's house must be doing pretty good if we can lay out eight, ten dollars a day for a cleaning woman. Ten dollars? Oh, they're getting more than that for good cleaning people today. 
Maybe she's a live-in maid. Well, what are you talking about, Edith? The only people nowadays can afford live-in help are rich people and Jews. <laughs> so Justin didn't want to play that cut. He said, how could you play that cut with all the anti-Semitism? Excuse me, Justin. Would you go watch All in the Family? Maybe the greatest TV series of all time. And then, oh, this one, Justin, definitely did not want to run about Archie being racist. Our world is coming crumbling down. The coons are coming. <laughs> Archie, 12% of the population is black. There should be a lot of black families living out here. Yeah, this is only a beginning, but I think it's wonderful. Wonderful, huh? Well, let's see how wonderful it is when a watermelon rinds come flying out the window. <laughs> oh, you were so offended, Justin. I don't want to lose my job over this. And then this one, Justin says he will not take responsibility because it's homophobic. Any thinking person knows that Homo sapiens is a killer. Homo sapiens? Is he an Arab? (laughs) No, Edith. Homo sapiens. That's a killer fag. Oh, you're so offended, Justin Ellick. You millennial, you hipster. Oh, that's what we grew up with. That's what we grew up with. Norman Lear created that. A liberal in Hollywood. Could you imagine that? Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Getting seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Charlie Brown. Oh, Tom Swazi, pretty boy, was down on his hands and knees as he was ordered by the Wicked Witch of the West to come on up to Albany to the governor's mansion if he even hoped to get her thumbs up that he could run for the congressional seat that he left to run against Hochul in the Democratic primary to become governor. And ended up, uh, it became the Ballywick of uh, the double disgrazia, George. I've never told the truth in my whole life, Santos. So, Swazi is the pick of the local Democrats, but Hochul has the final say. And she uh, picked up the phone yesterday and said, you better drop whatever you're doing and come up to the governor's mansion. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. (laughs) And he did exactly that. He was dutiful. He dropped whatever he was doing. He gets in his car. He goes up to the governor's mansion. They open the door, and there she is, like a dominatrix. With the ball gag that she puts right in his mouth. He's down on all fours, right? All fours. And man, she just starts whipping this guy. Whipping him. And he's like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And he's got his head right down to her boots. He was humiliated in front of her husband. She says, apologize now. Apologize now for calling us crooks. 
during the campaign you waged against me in the Democratic primary to get the party's nod to be the governor. And he said, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. Both you and your husband are the finest people who have ever been in politics in all of New York State. He said, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think you just say that because you want me to go thumbs up. As it turns out, if you remember. No, no, hold off. Hold yeah. Well, what are you, premature? What is this, your premature ejaculation here? Wrong way, Lou Rufino. He's so excited to hear Sid's voice. I haven't finished. The dominatrix wasn't finished with Tom Swazi, so she goes, okay, you apologize. Now, you are going to do everything that we tell you to do. You don't speak. You don't give an opinion unless you clear it through me. I don't like your position on abortion because you leave a little bit too much room to move. And you are going to be in favor of late-term abortion, every aspect of abortion. He goes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And he's got his head right down on her boots. And then he says, you will never run an ad again. Never, ever, ever run an ad again in which you suggest that our party's leadership is soft on crime. And he goes, yes, 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 Governor, whatever you say. And then she kicks him in the ass. She makes him w- crawl out the door, Justin Ellick. What guy? What guy? And then her husband, who's standing right by her, former U.S. attorney for the Western, uh, Western New York, grabs him by his lapel as he's, he's his muffled cries and just smacks him around. Smacks him around. Smacks him around. Hello? Smacks him around. Hello, smacks him around. Look at these guys. They're like looking at me like stung God. Hey, 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 what is wrong with you? 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Oh, God. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Oh, my God. And then finally, Sid Rosenberg, who elevated with Bernie... Swazi when he was running against Hochul. And then what did Swazi do? He turned on Sid and Bernie and stabbed them in the back. As it turns out, if you remember, he got attacked from his whole group over the weekend after the interview with me and Bernie. His constituents, other Democrats around town, they vilified him. They ripped him apart. And what did Tom Swazi do two days ago? He did an interview. Some rag. I have no idea who it was. And he actually described the comments he made with me and Bernie as inartful. Inartful. It was a mistake. He wasn't sensitive enough to the LGBT community. He basically took back what he said because he was getting grief from other Democrats. And I like Tom as a person. I really do. So it's going to hurt me to say this. He's a coward. He is. He is. And now he's a capon, a castrated rooster. He's a gelding, a castrated stallion. As he came back whimpering all the way from Albany. And uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, gave thumbs up to the state Democratic Committee. And he will be the Democratic uh, candidate 
Nassau County GOP yet to make their choice.